Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time, we left our heroes as they ambushed a skeletal troll patrolling the city of Zolgarub. A poisonous, toxic gas permeates the atmosphere, which is almost definitely going to cause some kind of problem for our heroes. Will they be able to scout the city successfully, and will they survive long enough to make use of that intel? We'll find out as we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Maybe 10 feet away from you or so is a bloodthirsty-looking, angry troll skeleton, uh, the token for which, at this distance, almost kind of looks like a uh, T-800. What are you trying to do right <laughs> now, Butch? It totally does. I, I just uh, wanted to just put a Terminator. pause here for a moment and, and point out to, to the audio audience that the map that we're looking at is literally an above view from flight snapshot screenshot from world of warcraft so it's yeah, really cool is, right? that we can literally see this and it's the place it's not a not a dnd map it is zulgarab it's pretty cool okay i'm going to um take umbrage with something from from on this map um kind of so you said the skeleton was 120 feet away I said that he was less than 100 feet away was my okay. rough measurement. Um, and I would say that um, because he has a movement speed of 40 feet, if he takes his action and his bonus action, that's a total of 80. He can get close enough okay. for government work. Okay. For government work. Okay. So I'm up. So mm -hmm. I I really thought I would just not be doing anything here because um, he'd still be far away. But that's all good and fine. And I'm, you know, I've got um, my battle axe in my hand. I will not even bother with rage yet, but I will recklessly attack. I'll run Great. up the 10 feet, okay? And recklessly attack using my battle axe. Dirty 25. That hits. 11 slashing damage. All right. Oh, no. Uh, so you are attacking. If you're attacking recklessly, you could try to get that crit. We'll still roll with the 11 if you don't. Oh, but that's right. Yeah, go for oh, it. Okay, so... Oh, the other roll was an 8, so... All right, same difference then. So what was the total damage? 11 slashing. Okay. Now, um... Booby-dooby-doo. I get... An extra attack. You do? Okay. So I'm going to do the same thing. Um, we, we talked about this last time. I Is this still with advantage? Yep. Okay. Does a 17 hit? Yeah, easily. 14 slashing damage. All right. 
I'm going to scooch him just a little closer because I'm having a hard time clicking on his little orbs. Cool. So we're going to do that real quick. Easy peasy. All right. Total of 14 slashing damage. You cut through him. Snicker, snack, and like big pieces of his like ribs are falling off. This is clearly, first of all, uh, you were right. Skeleton, not terribly difficult to get through. Uh, however, these large, like overbearing troll sized skeletons, definitely a little bit more resilient than the regular roll human y skeletons with like 10 hit points or whatever they have. Sure. Uh, that you're used to fighting. Do you do anything else on your turn? Uh, I'm not going to waste anything, any of my specialty things. So, uh, cool. nope. Ari, you are up. I am going to ask for a wisdom saving throw from the skeleton. Okay. I don't imagine they're smart, but... Actually, that was a lot higher than I expected. It's a 10. Still fails, so we're fine. I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery, um, but out of my improved one, so it's going to be 2d6. So I'm going to turn to him and say, look at you walking around all big, bad, and scary. Unfortunately, sweetie, it's nothing compared to me. And I'm going to do... I thought I clicked it. Maybe I didn't. Six psychic damage. Nice. Okay. Good deal. Do you do anything else on your turn? I'm going to use my bonus action to turn to focus and say, no one is questioning whether you're up for this fight, but how about something to give you a little more insight and focus gets bardic inspiration when... All right. He's- What's your bardic inspiration right now? A D8? Ooh, I think so. I don't think it's gone up yet. I just had that. Yes, D8. Okay, cool. I'm going to put a Bardic Inspiration on Falkus. Good deal. Free D8 anytime he needs it. Okay, Falkus, it's your up. I need you to kill him this time. The creature is within uh, melee range of Butch, and it is on its last legs. Very, very clearly. What would you like to do? I'd like to put a couple arrows in its head again, or what's left of its head. Cool, go for it. Butch is in front of him, so I don't exactly have flanking. So we'll just do a normal shot. Does a 24 hit. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's 12 piercing damage. Okay. Uh, plus the sneak attack, right? Mm, I didn't say, I, I I didn't think Butch was flanking. He's not. He's in melee range. I don't get. Yeah, you do. When a friendly, when, a, when an enemy of your target is in melee range of the target, you get sneak attack for that. Okay. I guess I completely forgot about that. All right, uh, so yeah, so 12 piercing damage plus four sneak attack. Okay, uh, that is more than enough. What does it look like when you uh, powder this thing? What's left of it? Um, put a decent arrow in its head. I'm going to say my arrow hits the sternum and just everything just pops off and then just collapses in a pile of bones. Like I hit, I hit the one linchpin, the one cornerstone that's left of this thing that's holding it together, and it just everything just blows up off of it. All right, perfect. Uh, as this thing all falls apart, everybody is. First of all, it you're like oh, okay, that took about like a little bit of a fight, not not a terrible fight, but like if we fought like maybe a dozen of those, that might be a problem. The amped up nature of being in a fight in the first place starts to like calm down, and everybody's okay. But you you do kind of you do kind of pick up your breath a little bit when you're in a fight. If I could have everybody roll me a Constitution saving throw against poison effects, really against quickly. poison, Constitution, 
My constitution is plus six, so that's why I rolled a ten. Ari rolled a dirty twenty. Uh, Falkus rolled a four, it looks like, with a plus one for five. Okay. Oh, but I am a little bit elevated above the floor. You have the necklace. The necklace is for disease. disease. Oh, disease. That's poison. Yeah. Would I have advantage with height? Let's let's say for the elevation, you can have advantage. Sure. How about another five? (laughs) Sorry, it's not funny. (laughs) You know what? I'm listen. I'm here to come up with a story, but it's really the dice's job to tell the story. So (laughs) you guys stirred so much of the the lower poison air that it just filled the upper air where I'm at. Or maybe because heat rises and you're so full of hot air in the first place that, you know, there's a there's a there's an element there as well. So a combat occurred. Ari, you're fine, man. You like barely took your hands out of your pockets for this one. You didn't get yeah, that's whatever, man. The boys will get you taken care of. Butch and Falkus, who put a little bit of effort into this, were breathing a little bit heavy for a moment. But that was really all it took. The the toxic nature of this atmosphere. Mm, I'm not sure. This isn't. <clears throat> I don't love that. I don't love that. Um, you guys are each going to suffer one point of exhaustion. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh, ouch! Oh, that's worse. To be clear, one point of exhaustion, not a huge deal. No, it's just not. for the re- but- <laughs> just for the listeners' benefit. One point of exhaustion gives you disadvantage on ability checks. Perception checks, arcana checks, acrobatics checks, that kind of thing. Not attack rolls, not saving throws. Anything like that is still fine. Keep in mind, though, that um, initiative is an ability check. So it counts for that as well. Okay, Two levels but- of exhaustion, your speed is cut in half. Three levels of exhaustion, you have disadvantage on everything. Four levels of exhaustion, your hit point maximum is cut in half five levels of exhaustion, your speed is reduced to zero. And if you get six levels of exhaustion, your character dies. I budge. For That's for nasty. Just, how do you add... I do not have exhaustion yet, but how do I add it on my character sheet if that becomes a thing? Up. I'm glad you asked that, Ari, because I definitely know how to do that, so I want to hear Casey tell us how. So above the list of it says actions and spells and inventory and all that, but below the section for hit points, it says conditions and then add active conditions. All the conditions that you can be subjected to are in that list, including exhaustion. Oh, that is the neatest thing. If I could just click poison, if I'm poisoned, I don't need to remember what poison does. Oh my gosh, look at all this stuff. Incapacitated, paralyzed, unconscious, stunned, restrained, prone. And if you, you, like, don't have to apply a particular condition onto you if you don't need to, but by clicking onto it, it'll give you a full description of what that condition actually means for you. Okay, I'll stop clicking him because that puts things in there. This is the coolest. That's the meanest thing I've ever heard a DM do. (laughs) All right, so here's... No, I'm just I'm just thinking. Well, here's here's Falcus's point of view right now. Um, so I'm going to be like crouching like up at the top of this this wall here and just like trying to catch my breath and like coughing a little bit and going, man, oh, this this air is not I don't 
don't feel so good. And I'm going to uh, kind of whisper down to you guys below me on the uh, on the floor that um, we didn't get any attention from the front gate, so those those things are still there. I don't think there's any line of sight on that lower pathway. We got to do something about this poison atmosphere. Um, I think I saw it coming from. I'll I'll kind of point down with my my fingers and just like a little bit of a curve to my 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 finger point and point down towards the path. And to the right, where the coil is, where the the snake boss is, and that's I think that's going to be the source. So if we can, let's go there first and see what's up, because we can't take five more levels of this. You said that 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 was what you said. We can't take five mm-hmm. more levels of this. To, um, yes, exactly. That's totally like a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> My so, heads up uh, display says that I have only a certain number of hit points left. <laughs> BRB bio. If if we were playing, you know, a cyberpunk, I can't take much game. more of. I can't. I, I can't take much more of this gas like that. Dang, we're in a tight spot. Okay, so we do have these potions. <laughs> we do have these potions that we can take. They only last yeah, an hour. I'm gonna take it now for darn sure because it's advantage on rolls, right? Advantage on. Any kind of poison. I think it's saving throws against poison effects, which is definitely this. That's not an ability check. It's a saving throw. Uh, that is correct. Because that would be even worse. It's like, oh, yeah, level one um, effect of exhaustion. Yeah, you. Um, oh, well, when you get to level three, then it's disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. Yeah, that's no, when you're man, really if, in trouble. If we're if we get to level three, we need to use our hearthstones. <laughs> Do we have we 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 should have talked to the innkeeper and gotten a new hearthstone? Darn it! Are you making a note of that? Can can we get hearthstones? No. I already know where the hearthstones are. <gasps> okay. I thought of that. I, I oh. thought of that six levels ago. Well, poop. Mental note. <sighs> Go see okay. an innkeeper and get a hearthstone. So. We have advantage on saving throws for the next against hour. poison for the next hour against poison. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Antitoxin. Take- Ugh, dang it! I got lucky once. I see them taking their poison. I don't even know it's hit them that hard yet. Like, I'm just gonna chug mine. So I'm gonna uh, just quantity zero on my. <laughs> um, but we still have a point of exhaustion. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't cure the exhaustion. Oh my gosh. See, I was making fun of us all tiptoeing around. Like, come on, let's just do it. Let's just get through this dungeon. And then, I mean, exhaustion is is some real stuff, man. So we're, we've, we're, we're playing D&D now, kids. As, as Falk has said, only until such time as you deal with the poison effect in this place. Hmm. After that, who knows what'll happen. Is it, uh, so then does the antitoxin effectively gives us resistance to poison? Is that what that... Entails. No, because nope. resistance to poison nope. would reduce the poison damage that you take by half. We're not taking poison damage. No, there was no We're damage just... component to it at all. No. Yep. We're getting levels of exhaustion, not which to level is six, way anyway. worse. <laughs> so let's hurry, and whatever Falcus thinks is causing this, let's let's go attack it. All right, I'm going to climb down, and okay. um, when we head up to the... Unless Butch disagrees. What does Butch think we should do? No, I just don't think we have a plan... Um, that's oh. a good as plan as any. 
I am, well, our, I am terrified right now. Our <laughs> initial plans of coming in here was come in the south and find Ami, who's helping rebuild the altar. And that's in the and north. And then it was... Oh. I thought that was south. Yeah, that that's was the south. The south. And then we were going to snake up towards the north and see Arna the weaponsmith and come out that end. But our plan is being sidetracked, so let's go. Or maybe... We could sneak around the coil. Like, so So the options are find this person in the south. I have notes on that. And I remember that the south person is, wasn't going to be that nice. And I can't remember why we wanted to talk to the person in the uh, south. She was working on trying to rebuild a specific uh, Zulgrub shrine. Hasn't been seen in a while. We should be able to trust her. Um, that was from... The goblin oh, gosh. guy. Yeah, the goblin was Res. telling us about her. Nope. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Arna is in the north for weapons. And that's the one we, we cannot don't trust know. him. Omni is in the south. We. Yeah, he changed. Well, because if because we're we're pretty sure because he's now supplying the weapons, the cursed he got weapons. Tainted. He's supplying the the cursed weapons to the arena. <gasps> oh, that's right. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he'll know how to fix you. Yeah, I think we had this conversation. Oh, we might, late. we might have to, we might have to forcibly convince him to un to to fix me. Okay, so our yes, okay, so we do have a person we want to talk to here. We've got some, we've some got per- two percussive things. persuasion. Let's put it that way. Percussive persuasion is that a spell I want it to be? I'm intimidating. Well, that <laughs> ability check would be rolled at disadvantage because of the poison. So. There. <laughs> Roll me yeah, a progressive persuasion that, check. I've I've never seen you so smug before. Here's the thing, I'm not <laughs> smug. I'm not smug. I think you guys can deal with this. I think this is totally within your game plan. I'm just excited about the engagement. Because I oh. saw Butch's the look in your eyes where you were like yeah, it's a skeleton. We're adventurers. Let's go beat up the skeleton. What's the big deal? And then when I like <laughs> put the the scenario like and framed it and everyone was like, oh, okay, let's really carefully figure out. Do we have to go here? Do we have to go here? Where's this person we have to meet? There's like this com- crosstalk, this communication, <laughs> this planning. And I'm like, oh, they're engaged. I love it. That's why I'm happy. <laughs> Suddenly this is dangerous. Okay, so... uh so we've got two things. One plan could be to go to this this place that we know as players is called the Coil, and I know as the place that I couldn't get out of the poison maze back in the day in Cataclysm. Or to try to stealthfully go see Ami. I Arna. would... That's what I meant. Oh. Omi, or, or Ami. Ami is the one that's supposed to be in this area, but we haven't, there's nobody over here yeah, right now. Yeah, that's what now. she said. Yeah, that's what I said, Ami. Sorry. Oh, so Ami is supposed to be in this area, but we haven't seen her. Nope. Or is Ami then? Could, could uh, Ami be, I mean, there's like three areas in the south. Well, if, if she wasn't... I you know I would just say turned or or convinced to the current troll plan, she may be imprisoned somewhere. Uh, could be over in the temple. If she's trying to rebuild an altar, that would make sense. That's that's a player knowledge though, because I just remember down at the base of the temple the the cages, but I think there was just cats and creatures in the cages, weren't there? Um, the temple of Bethek. 
Yes. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a temple to the panther loa, the lion loa, something like that. I think I think that's where you had to go to get the mount. Yes. Yes. It is. The original tiger mount, and then the later yeah. panther mount. I think I got the panther mount. I didn't. Never got the tiger. I got the time run mount. Oh, that was ZA, wasn't it? The bear. The bear. Yeah, that was ZA. Okay. Also, we've ignored the totems. I okay. I mean, I would want to find this Ami person, but we are in the place where we thought she would be. Also, we spent like half an hour tiptoeing around magic totems that didn't seem to do anything. I don't want to... We've got a ticking clock now, you and me, Butch. We got a ticking clock. We we have to take care of... From, from what I could see up here at my vantage point was... It's densest. Well, it was densest at the entrance, and it was densest over at the coil. It was. I thought it was the cachet. Yeah. So it was. It was dense by the entrance and by the coil, but no more so than it was by where you were. the The, the thickest place was in the far east, near the cache of madness. Okay. I. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Nope. I I got distracted by that too. So it's the Cash of Mana. Sorry. Um, that's right. It's that area over there. So we're gonna have to make our way around to up 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 to the Cash of Mana. The decision we have is: Do we want to be able to explore this place? Because yes, if we do, we need to take care of this poison. If we just want to get in and get out, we have searched here. Omni isn't here. We could sneak up to the northwest, check if Arna's there and sneak out of this place and try and rehash a different plan. I think those are the two paths that we have. And with no exhaustion, I do not care on either path. So. Do, you, do you think Ami is in the totems? No, I don't. And I don't want to actually... Do, we, there's something to the totems that we didn't The files are in do. the computer? The files are... Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I just say let's let's sneak along the path. Let's and, go deal with the way. poison. Yeah. yeah, make our way. Which which way are we going? To the cache downtown. of madness. Downtown. Don't do this. <laughs> I'll do that again. <laughs> are we going to see? Okay, so we're giving up on the army thing. Is what you're? We're not, what I'm hearing. We're not giving. We're not giving up. We're 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 sidetracked for the moment to deal with. The poison. the poison. We're trying to see if we can get rid of the poison. So you want to go to the cachet of madness. And the only way to do that is to go through the coil. Well, there's well, a around it. You can go around the coil as well. There's no way through the coil. Unless well, you jump off the end into the water. Off the end. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I remember. I think we're going to, yeah, we're going to tiptoe our way through the middle of Solgrub. To get to the other side. Okay. I hate this plan, but I don't know what else we're going to be able to do. Yep. So we're going to go down this path that goes <laughs> right into a crossroads where we found the skeleton, right? Um, and try not to be seen by the, all the trolls who are at the front of the entrance. Then we're going to go across a bridge into like basically the center where you know we used to you know kill the the snake thing 
and it, it, and then we're gonna try to go around that place where we, as as World of Warcraft players, know people are just walking around there, walking around because they just live here. Well, they did yeah. back then, well, but we don't I mean, know that as players. Do you though. guys know that you guys as players know that this is a city where people live. Um, you also know that the majority of the city is not here. You were told that they regularly, yes. every day, go down to the arena. So it's not as populated as it would have been if you had entered at nighttime. But yeah, there's nothing. You, you've already experienced a patrolling monster. Like, you know they're here. Fine, 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 fine. Let's let, let's go up there. Let's go around the coil through the the place where we were like there were like vendors and stuff for trolls back then and and into the like cachet of madness to try to get rid of the poison and and then die it's either that or, or go eat flowers with the ogres so let's go I don't want to eat flowers let's go alright um, we're gonna definitely Man, be doing this stealthily. You put skeleton there. You put him there on purpose. Be like, look, I'm just a skeleton. I'm just a skeleton <laughs> standing all by myself right here. I am the easiest mob to kill, and you know that. And I'm all by myself for some reason. So, you're. I'm just a skeleton that's gonna <laughs> give you one point of exhaustion, and then let you know that you've wasted that one point of exhaustion. That wasn't guaranteed. Easiest. You could have. You have a plus five constitution modifier. You could have just rolled better. I even had advantage and rolled the same thing. Yeah, but you you put him there. Like for, that's the reason why I you put him there. Do you yeah. have a bardic inspiration? I'm sitting on too. Just submit it. <laughs> I put him there on purpose to show you guys, first of all, that maybe you shouldn't have an expectation that every skeleton in the game has 11 hit points. <laughs> uh, and also to show you, if you were paying really close attention, that skeletal trolls don't have a regenerative... Yes. Uh, you oh, have wow. to use fire attack power on them. Which yeah, I think no. Ari caught. I did. Apparently, according was, to her tone of my voice. My next thing was going to be to do fire if he didn't go down. So, I was... That's... Don't come in here acting like you didn't learn things. You know how to play. <laughs> the exhaustion was the just a fun bonus. Let's so okay. let's go then. Let's uh, go. Let's sneaky sneaky. Are you, if you're trying to be sneaky, let's get a group stealth check from everybody. <sighs> do I do this on disadvantage? Uh, this is a this is an ability yes, check. Yes, with disadvantage for the two of you. <gasps> Natural one. Cool. Uh, my disadvantage roll is a 22. I rolled a fourteen. Okay, let me double check something real quick. What does that do? Does that does that can that disadvantage cancel out with your tiger? What's your tiger no, total? No, her tiger gives her proficiency. She was very sneaky. I think, right? Wait a minute. I think it added to her Profi plus. Yeah, it, it's um. Oh, it gave you extra with your. Uh, I do have proficiency in stealth, though. That doesn't give you advantage, though. It just gives you your well, proficiency yeah. bonus added to it. Yeah, okay. that makes sense. Okay. All right, so we have a 14 from Ari. We have a 22 from Falkus. Butch, with a natural one, again, you are strangely steeped in the, the weird 
life force, like a necrotic life force of Zulgarub and the the, the blood rich, the ritualistic blood magics that are being focused into this place. Do you want to roll that one more time or not? It is your decision. Yes, I do want to roll that one more time. Okay. You take a deep breath and you focus on trying your best to be stealthy. And as you do, you can feel a little bit of that weird blood power that has been flowing into the city give you that little bit of a boost to sort of shake off the exhaustion for just a moment and focus on the focus on the walk. And I rolled a 13. Okay. That is much better. You have used the power from the blood magic once so far. Ooh, that's, that's a it, that's an interesting twist. Did I where where are we standing at in this map right now? We have a mount. We have You're a, on your way well, yeah, to no, okay. that crossroads. Okay, we're too far away. Thank you. That's all I needed to know. Too far away from what? Well, I'm assuming I'm going to notice Butch taking this calming breath in. And as a as, as my player, I would not know that he has used blood magic. But as he's taking this calming breath in, I'm worried that he's powering the bats. Oh, um, we would have. The idea of the the check is that you're trying your best to make sure that you're being stealthy okay. on the way. It doesn't happen at the very beginning or at the very end. Instead, it happens sort gotcha. of the entire time. So if you would like to, you can glance back real quick and see if there's been any change. Has there been any change to the bats? Roll a perception check normally because you don't have disadvantage on that. 13. Everything looks the same. Okay. That is... That is all. Okay. That is all. You reach the intersection. From here, you can see toward the entrance, it twists hard enough that it's actually pretty difficult to see the the zombies and the trolls that Falkus mentioned. Um, and you are at a distance that between the distance, the awkward line of sight, and the sound of the waterfalls that are nearby that crash down um, both on this side, under this bridge here, and up this way a bit. There are, there's enough sound of the of the water that you, you feel like you're being sneaky enough, things are okay. The water itself is, uh, um, is oddly discolored. It could be reflected from the red substance that's floating in the sky. It could itself be altered or corrupted or, or, or uh, contaminated. It's hard to tell. Um, you said that we were going to cross the bridge toward the coil, right? Yeah, and after you describe the water, I just have this feeling in my head that I'm like going to turn and look at Butch like, no, I am not going to try and drink it. No, I'm not. I like screwing around with Falcus, okay? I definitely like doing that. We're in focus mode now. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> okay. I got Priest Slayer in my hands, and I'm like white knuckling it. <laughs> like I am ready. The fact I that I can see looking. white knuckles through through the fur of a Pandaren's hand <laughs> makes me know that this is this is serious business. Yeah, and we either go across this bridge or we swim, and I don't trust whatever's in that water. Oh, let's head across this bridge. Okay. From here, 
the bridge to your left that goes to the entrance is pretty much intact. The bridge that goes to the north toward, you know, all the other places in the northern side of uh, Zulgarub also looks pretty solid. Just as a visual aid, this is the loading screen for Zulgarub. This is a rough estimate for what the bridge toward the coil looks like, except... Of course. ...that right about here on the bridge, like in the center section... Right in the center, um, yeah. It was damaged enough that both sides have fallen down and hang along the cliffside. So... You look across the open gap toward the other side where you can see the dangling planks on the rope bridge. They go down basically the entire length of the rock wall on the far side. Of course And they as do. you look down at like where your feet are and you look down the cliffside there, they hang down the length of the cliffside on this side as well. At the bottom, it would be right in front of the waterfall like the the bridge doesn't go right over where the water falls it go like the bridge is a little it's a little further off than that um so you have if you're if that's the direction you're traveling you have the choice of either trying to go upstream a bit and like make your way across the water above the waterfall um, you would be able to climb down the bridge and make your way across in front of the waterfall and then try to climb back up again. Or you could take another route entirely. Unless someone knows how to fly, and I forgot to check your character sheet for that. You're just... You... Mm. <laughs> Let's see the map again. He's spicy. We have a DM who is tired of us one-shotting all of his encounters. Okay, so... So we could... My That's a long way around, and that's actually leading back towards your idea about going to the Devil's Terrace and seeing, a, trying to find um, Arna. We only have an hour with this antitoxin, like probably 57 minutes now or something. Yeah, it took very, very little time between drinking the potion and getting to here. Let's call it 57. That's fine. Are the yeah. bridges intact across towards the Ziggurat and then towards the Devil's Terrace? Yeah, those ones look fine. Okay, and estimating based on the condition of the slats from the bridge going down on, on going down and up on both sides, and does that mean we have to swim across the base of the waterfall to get to the other side, or are there rocks at the base of the waterfall to hop, skip, Make over? a perception check with disadvantage. How about a 22 with disadvantage? Man, you're hot, rolling hot you, today. My man's got eyes in his head. That's the intention. You would be in water, uh, obviously, but it does seem relatively shallow right at that section. It's it's rocky, the way that the base of a waterfall is sometimes. The water is moving at a decent clip, but it's not moving so fast that you would be worried that you would... It is possible that you would lose your footing and slip into the deeper water, but it is not guaranteed that that would happen. There's a, there's a decent chance that you could make that trip. There's also cracks in that water, without doubt. Well, <laughs> okay, side note. I remember being here or in ZA, one of them, because I came out at the same time. And I was with my, uh, like, guild people, and we were waiting on somebody, and I saw these big, like, fish in the water. And I was a new player, right? Ish, ish. I mean, I was level 80, but 85. But anyway, so I started 
trying to fish those fish in the water and promptly died. Um, because <laughs> I was too close piranhas. to the water. Because, yeah, yeah. Wait. <laughs> like, you used the fishing profession to cast a line and that killed you? No, I was too close to the... Like, I was, like, oh, and they, dangerously okay. close. So she aggro, aggroed the little fish in the water, but... I aggroed that- all the fish. There's all kinds <laughs> of stuff down there. When I was taking pictures, there was a giant turtle. There was a whole bunch of crocolisks just chilling. And there's a couple um, hydras, too. That I don't... Well, I don't oh, no, yeah, that. there are. Yeah, there totally are. Oh, okay. I saw one of if them. If we... Oh, and there's a giant bug. There's all kinds of stuff in this dungeon. If we go this through this way, if we tie ourselves together because we have rope, do we get any sort of advantage in case one of us slips or falls or... I would say that if it was a saving throw involved, then yes. If it's an ability check involved and you're helping each other with the ability check, we're going up to a straight roll. I I have plus five in acrobatics now. That was my other thing that that, that I did. I have a plus six. What's so so? Part of my question before about asking about the quality of the the rope bridge climb down, the rope bridge climb up, and the way across the the water. How much time would that take? Like, just looking at that stuff with that perception check, would I be able to judge roughly how long it would take us to do that? Moving carefully, a couple minutes. Really, that's it? Just a couple minutes down, across, and back up? Yeah, maybe like 10, maybe 15, if you're being real careful. I don't know. I've never done that before, so I'm guessing. (laughs) In World of Warcraft, you just have to, like, mount up and fly. Like, I don't know. I don't measure distance in that way anymore. I mean, that's that's fine by me. I was thinking, like, to me, a, a situation like that in real life would take probably about a half an hour to 45 minutes for three of us to climb down carefully and wade across some water and come back up the other side. So I'm I was just going to jump down because I'm bouncy. Yeah, the distance isn't really 45 minutes worth of climbing. Gotcha. And I was just kind of worried about the timing on our, our, our poison. No, I, I understand that. But, like, we're not talking about... You know, it's it's not the Delaware. Like it's all right. Yeah, we're talking too much about this. Let's just let's just do it. Let's climb down okay. and get across and come back up. So do we want to we, we want to continue on our path forward and and not go north. Just keep keep going. Uh, I mean that's fine. I, I that's think, fine. I think there's too much stuff between us and our goal, the Cache of Madness. If we go north, do we want to tie rope? It's, it can absolutely be a dumb idea. We don't do. Uh, I like that idea, and I like the idea of it canceling out um, the disadvantage from exhaustion. Um, how far down is it? Um, I would say probably, I would say probably thirty feet. So you would take damage if you jumped off. Yeah. So falling, free falling for thirty feet. If you don't have anything that stops you from taking damage for that, which I know, Butch, you you're going to take half damage if you make that jump. It's one d six per ten feet of falling. No, I'm not doing that. Um, even even taking half damage, I don't... Okay, so we're going to climb. I, I think we're all in agreement. No, no, my, my yep. idea was not... Was either we're going to the Cache of Madness or going up and see that weapons guy to the north. Not taking the circle around, you know, the Epcot Center World Showcase. Um, not, not doing that, but it was either the go forward across the river to the Cache of Madness or go north to see the weapons guy. I think Falkus is is leaning towards moving forward. I'm... No, no, Falkus wants to leap forward. I, I'm leaning towards that too. Ari, what do you think? 
We're going towards the cache of madness, right? No, I'm asking... That when you say forward, is that what you mean is towards the cache of madness? Yes. Okay, yeah. So when you say forward, I think like forward, like we're going forward like this way. Yes, I'm leaning towards going, continuing towards the creepy bridge of death. Okay, and there's stuff that we can use to... uh, We've all got rope. There's hanging bridge stuff on each side that we can use to uh, climb down. I do like your idea of um, uh, using rope. to each other. Yeah, and uh, there's a waterfall. We don't have to be that sneaky about it. It's going to be super noisy. So let's use one rope, okay? (laughs) I'll, I'll use mine to, like, is there something really solid that I can uh, tie it to? Yeah, definitely. The posts for the bridge themselves are all still anchored up, and and they are sturdy. Like everything there looks fine. Okay, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna th- throw the rope down. It's only thirty feet, right? So it, it, yeah, it, yeah. So I'm gonna go first. Okay, and uh, use and kind of scale down the thirty feet. Okay, so to take your minds a little bit off of the exhaustion portion of this, the slickness from the water spray against the walls and against the the bridge planks and all that would have made this a check with disadvantage in the first place. So adding the rope into it to bring it up to a straight roll, that would be true for everybody. So if you're going to go ahead and do a climb, um, that's going to be athletics. Go ahead and roll that uh, normal. Natural 20. Natural 20 is going to be sufficient to easily show these skinny twerps how it's done. You know, you're not even like doing the the hand over hand, like the slow-mo. You got one hand in front, you got one hand just above like the smaller your back, and you're doing the bounce like you're repelling, and you're doing it real easy, despite the fact that that's going to rip through a normal person's hands and like cause damage because you're not supposed to hold like hemp rope that way and let it run through your hands that rapidly. But you got them big, fat, thick paw things on your hands. Mm-hmm. You're fine. You Plus, right I down was to the farm hand all my life, man. I, I don't have soft paws. No, it's the calluses. It's the patty stuff yeah. that like the critters have that stops them from. I don't know. I don't know what it's for, but it's it's good for that. Okay. Um, you land now, at the bottom easily. No problem. Great. Now, I'm also going to stand at the bottom in case uh, one of my compatriots s- slips their, you know, pretty little feet on a rock. And uh, so if, if they're going down the uh, if they're going down the rope and they fall, I'm I could catch Ari easily. I could probably catch Falcus easily, too, if I wanted to. Yeah, they're both little. You got it. Okay. Ari, you want to try? Yeah, with my plus zero athletics, because I have a negative one in strength. This is going to go well. Yeah, but I'm I'm down here, and I'm really strong. All right, we're it's rolling. It's only 30 feet. And it's a 19. Okay. I'm fine. Sorry, am I fine? <laughs> yeah, you're totally fine. You took a page out of Butch's book, and you like got the rope like situated all nice and neat. You're going slower than he is, because you're, you know, you don't have them farm man calluses. Uh, but you're easily able to make your way down. You're not worried all that much about the the, the slickness or anything like that. You're fine. And I um, t- take take my offer my hand to uh, Ari as she gently, you know, it gracefully hops 
down off the rope. <laughs> yep. I will take it as I now look up and wait to see what Falkus does, because this is the real show. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm at the bottom. It's only 30 feet, guys. Okay. What's so funny is as you say that in my head, I'm thinking, all right, what cool way am I going to come down off this rope ladder? Don't come down a cool way. <laughs> We've, so I... <laughs> I'm just so, I'm just so, I'm just so terrified. <laughs> this is ridiculous. So I've got my arms, my big arms out, because I'm assuming you're going to screw this up. Why did you assume this? Um, so my idea, I've just seen, you know, just in video games before where, you know, you have a character going down the ladder and the character has like a quick way to go faster down ladders where they literally like put their feet on the outside and just and slide their way down. Butch did put a rope out too. Like a, like a repelling, like a, like a climbing rope for, for assistance. So there's the, there's the planks from the bridge, which are sprayed with water. I was explaining earlier when you were up, uh, that it would be a check with disadvantage anyway, regardless of exhaustion. If you were to climb down the planks because they're sturdy, but they're slick because of the water. Um, Butch tied a rope to the post and was climbing down using the rope, so I gave advantage for that, so it was a normal straight athletics roll. If you have a different way of doing it, that's cool. Go down the rope, Falkus. Um, Keep it simple, stupid. Out of curiosity, are you guys saying that to him? Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. I would be yelling, no, up, keep it simple, stupid. No, don't yell anything. <laughs> but but I, stupid, I mean, I'm looking stupid. at him growling. Like, don't do it, Falkus. Just come down the rope. Just roll. All right, that's fine. Yes, I will climb down the rope without any fanfare. Oh, I got to roll. What do I need to roll? Athletics. Athletics. A nine. Okay, he rolls a nine, but I'm I'm I am down there, arms mm-hmm. open. Yep. <laughs> okay, on a nine, you get situated, you know, you you start to slink out over the wall and you're using the rope to climb down. Rope's been here for a few a couple minutes now because they were going down one at a time. The spray is starting to slicken the rope and just in that one spot where you grab and you put most of your weight on one hand so that you can reposition to get lower, the the spray from the waterfall causes your hand to slip. You got down about halfway before that happened and then you start to fall. Butch is ready for the catch. I was actually, it's you rolled ahead of time. Don't roll ahead of time, but I was going to call for that. Butch, give me a strength saving throw. Do I need, I, I, it's a, it's a, I need to roll it disadvantage. Yeah. No, saving throws are normal. Okay. I rolled a 22. <laughs> okay. On a 22, you slip and fall. You fall about 15 feet. Butch is able to catch you. I'm going to say. Let's do this. Let's do... Bye, hero. Hero, hero. You both suffer two damage. Okay. Um, 2d6 would have been your falling damage, but we're going to split that, so you're each going to suffer two damage. That's fair. But knowing how slick that these... How slick these were on this side, how slick are they going to be on the other side going up? Well, first got to get across... Uh, there you go, my lady. I say very sarcastically. My lady. My lady. <laughs> so now we have to decide 
You said we can go up of the waterfall or below the waterfall? No, no, no. So you climbed down. down and you are standing oh, next to okay. the waterfall, which goes the water is falling from above you. This is in my head look differently. Is there a cave behind the waterfall? Check for caves. I will check for caves. Don't put a waterfall in front of me and not expect me to look for things behind it. You didn't tell Falcus what to Oh, roll. no, I didn't. Roll perception check. I'm sorry. With disadvantage. Thank you. <laughs> How about a 21 for disadvantage? <laughs> this is bananas. You're the perception boy. I'm the one who perceives. Yes. <gasps> as, as we're tiptoeing across, I'm going to be like, ooh. And then, ooh. ooh. Okay. Oh, he was all oh, you... KCU. Did you notice that now? I thought it was echoing across the area, but no. It's echoing because there's a cave here. Huh? Now, <laughs> when, when I said, bye, hero, and he went, hero, hero, hero. <gasps> oh! Yes. He was, he was already giving it to us, or hinting it to us. Let's go to the cave. I vote for the cave. Obviously, right. feels important. We see Falkus go in, go under through the waterfall. Yeah, it is a waterfall. Let's get strength saves from everybody. Fudge. Saving throw? Yes. Um, I saving throws. I can use my bardic inspiration for that, right? Yes. That's what a D. I get to roll an extra D eight to add to it. Yes. Had we stopped and done the thing that Ari asked to do, we would have so, been fine. But now you have rolled... Ari has rolled a six. Falkus has rolled a s- seven. Uh, seven. Falkus a 16. Yeah, so nine plus the seven. That was my um, bardic inspiration I burnt. So I've got a 16 for my strength saving throw. I have a negative one on strength. I'm never going to do well on this unless the dice... Do, out of curiosity, what was it that Ari said that we should do, Butch? Tight. We were, we were tied together, weren't we? Oh, no, we weren't. We were not. We were not. No, she said it like three uh, times. I was waiting to do it as we cross. Like we got to the bottom and my plan was, okay, now let's tie ourselves together as we cross. But we'd be like, I the saw cave. the cave and um, bolted. You ran. Yeah. Yep. So we followed you. Okay. So what happened to Ari? You are trying to, pushing your way horizontally through falling water. The horizontal part is not the hard part. It's staying on your feet and not getting knocked on your ass while you're yeah. walking under this water. Falcus makes it, but like you come out the other side, you know, looking like you did the time that uh, Butch pushed you into the, the into the booty. Butch gets through no problem and starts shaking, and you both look around and you realize Ari's. Wait, what happened to Ari? And then you see her like crawl through um, on hands and knees because she got knocked down. Um, we're gonna say that due to the normally you wouldn't. Like falling prone isn't damage, but considering the force of the water and that you probably would have fallen onto some rocks, let's go ahead and do like falling from one, like one length of height. So one D six, you took six damage, bludgeoning damage (laughs) from the impact. You come out, you got a little bit of a head wound and you're like, like pushing your way through, just ticked off. Okay, that's fair. Oh, Ari, I'm sorry we jumped ahead of you like that. The exertion of having to deal with all that has everyone's blood pumping. And you realize for a hot second that, oh, geez, 
that's what caused it last time. And everyone's ready for the bad news. But it's... It's actually okay down here. <gasps> Ooh. It can't get through water. The waterfall is a barrier. Yeah, it might be the case that the fumes have a hard time getting through um, the, the whatever the, this, this ga- the gaseous nature of this toxic atmosphere doesn't have a very easy time pushing its way through the waterfall so it seems like in here you're you might be okay cool um and listeners you should have seen our faces <laughs> they all now. knew they were dead every one of them <laughs> knew that they had just taken their last action <laughs> okay so what's in what's in this cave what's going on it's it actually runs pretty deep and it runs pretty dark. Go ahead and roll a perception check. Disadvantage, again, because not only because of the darkness, but because of the exhaustion. What about, um, so I've got night vision or dark vision. Is right, mine just as, normal? For the exhaustion, you're still disadvantaged. I rolled seven. Oh, uh, so you, why'd you roll persuasion? I, it, because it's right near perception. So is Falcus gonna roll <laughs> perception yeah, all instead? Right. So so okay. finally, finally, I got a thirteen on my disadvantage roll. Uh the best you got right now. Everybody shuts up for a second and listens. There's it's pretty quiet. Um you look and there is light flickering in the distance, but the cave actually runs relatively deep and it curves slightly so you can't see the source of the light but you can see a flickering light like as if the light source was further in and is bouncing off the wall but it's quiet do we do we get your globe out no I'm scared as heck in here I wonder if Ami's back here that would be nice okay so what what we gotta do we're all whispering to each other and we're next to a yeah you guys can stage whisper it's cool okay so can I what you got Ari Falcus can see in the like far away in the dark right yeah middling I think you have a dark vision to 60 feet right 60 feet yes yeah what if okay so like out of character for a second usually even in caves behind waterfalls it's still pretty loud for a ways back like if someone were to like step on a rock and it made a sound, the waterfall might cover that. That's a very good point. I hadn't thought of that. You are right. Um, So I'll amend what I said earlier. When I say that it's quiet, what I meant is you don't hear anything unusual other than the sound of the cave, the water. What my idea is, and we can go back and tame together, I haven't used invisibility yet. So my thought was with Falcus's ability to message, I make Falcus invisible He's going to be able to get by with not being as stealthy because it's going to be kind of... And he can sneak up and see maybe what's going on. Does message break invisibility or is it only attack rolls? Uh, Invisibility lasts for the duration or until you attack or cast a spell. So it would, if you cast message, it would break the invisibility. That's what I thought. But you can at least get up and see. You can get up and see and come back and tell us. How long is uh, invisibility? It lasts for one hour. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the difference between invisibility and greater invisibility. Greater invisibility is a higher spell level, and it lasts only for a minute instead of an hour, but it lasts regardless of what you do with it. 
Like you can attack during it, the whole deal. That sounds like a great plan to me, Ari. But you're, you're down with that too? Yeah. All right. This is my first time using this spell, so I haven't got the rap gods on my side yet. I will get that next time I use it. But I'm going to touch Falkus and be like, poof, be gone. And he's invisible. I like that. It's funny because like, I want to sneak up to like Butch and, and, and poke and tickle him. But what's going to happen is that that's technically an attack, so I can't. No, no you can touch people. Oh, I can touch people? Yeah, I'm sure. Invisible? You just can't attack them. Attacking okay. and casting a spell is what messes you up. Oh, I am going to to poke Butch and and find some ticklish ticklish spots and try to try to work and just just dodge under the arms and and then you just hear as I start walking away down the hallway just <laughs> you just hear the giggle like the echo and I'm trying to be really quiet as yeah all make these, a stealth like, make make a oh. okay still Are waterfall you pro- you're proficient with stealth right yes. Okay, um, this is not a dexterity-based stealth check. This is a, one of the one of the optional things that you can do in D anD D is just apply your proficiency with a skill to the wrong stat because it makes more sense that way. Go ahead and make a charisma check, Butch, and then add three to it for your proficiency. <laughs> you're what trying is- to like use your willpower to suppress the giggly noise because you're getting tickled, and you do have proficiency with stealth, so you can like try your best to be quiet but this is you like using your force of will to not giggle so it's a char- just a regular charisma check 18 you said plus okay. 3 right yeah plus so, 3 okay. yeah okay you're cool you're good you're doing fine so and you just hear first the, the time I've just, <laughs> rolled charisma this whole you, game you, you just hear the, the soft snicker of Falcus as he walks away I am going to be scowling and rolling my eyes because I did this for you not to get us in trouble and you ruined it. Almost. Uh, Falcos, <sighs> you start to tiptoe carefully into the cave. You can see well enough in the darkness that you're not tripping over yourself, which is fine. Uh, being invisible is a new experience for you and it's exciting. You still have disadvantage on your ability checks for being exhausted. However, being invisible... You are imp- to read the, the the actual condition itself. An invisible creature is impossible to see without the aid of magic or special senses. For the purposes of hiding, the creature is heavily obscured. The creature's location can be detected by any noise it makes or any tracks it leaves. Attack rolls against the creatures have disadvantage, and the creature's attack rolls have advantage. So, functionally speaking, what invisibility means is if you're trying to make a stealth check, you. I want to say that that means that you make the stealth check with advantage because the only thing that they can rely on for you is their hearing. So because you're disadvantage and advantage, I'm going to roll a standard, uh, a standard old stealth check for me. Natty 20 for 28. Beautiful. You are silent as the grave as you tiptoe forward and round a corner and you very quickly see um, a small alcove with a campfire burning and there are some supplies and that sort of thing are all here um, the fire seems to have been prepared very carefully to make as little smoke as possible, which makes sense given the confined space that we have to work with here. Um, you see a bunch of trolls, like a lot of, like a bunch of trolls. First thing you notice about them, they all seem normal and healthy, especially in comparison to any of the trolls that you've seen so far. You've seen trolls that were covered head to toe in poisonous boils. You've seen trolls that were undead of one flavor or another. These guys look like 
Some of them are as small as player character trolls. Some of them are a little larger, but they all have like a brightness to their eyes that is, you know, very common. These guys look like they're um, they're okay as, as far as their health is concerned. The There's two of them kind of at the entrance to the alcove that are standing with spears and shields. And they are on alert. And they look like they're on alert because they heard something. Like they're they're looking, they're like trying to peek real careful around the side of the cave wall and they're like sniff a little bit. They're trying to one turns to the other and says, I don't know, man, I know I heard something. He's quiet out there now. You think they found us? The other, shh, be quiet. Uh, beyond them, there's a, a, a like probably a dozen, I would say, at least, uh, trolls in a room where some of them are resting, some of them are eating, a couple of them are like playing a game with like stones and cards and bones and things. Like they're doing what they can to entertain themselves. If I were, if I were Falcus, and I can't talk to Falcus right now, I I would be thinking, do these do these trolls look better than the ones at the arena? The ones in the audience at the arena looked alive, but they were agitated. They were shouting. They were like excited about the violence. These guys are behaving normally if a little nervous or like uneased. These are the ones that didn't drink the Kool-Aid. That's my assumption. assumption. Yeah. This is probably Ami and Ami's followers or others who, like I said, didn't drink the Kool-Aid. Didn't drink the blood Kool-Aid. So, So um, all right. Am I close enough to hear any conversation happening around the fire? Yeah, um, I would say that there isn't anything of note being discussed. Um, You can hear that there's a conversation about how long are we going to be down here? And, you know, what do you think is going to happen, you know, tonight when the the rest of the city returns? And it's, you know, it's not like it's a war room and there's not like a battle plan happening here. It just seems like people trying to pass the time. Yeah, well, uh, I guess more specifically what I was looking for was any context clues to affirm my assumption that these are outsiders from what's currently happening right now, that these guys are are the outcasts or being hunted down, etc. from the rest of the current Zandalot. Go ahead and roll an insight check for me. That's the one I'm not too good at. I gotta roll a disadvantage. Yeah. Hmm. The nine's gonna have to stick. I mean, as a as a people, you've your people have always really had a problem with trolls, and that problem never really extended into all right. Well, how do you go about reading the emotional state of a group of troubled trolls? It was really much more a oh, we're elves and we shoot at them. So your ability to read the room is a little colored from that. So it's hard to tell. Okay. Um, I think at this point, I don't want to make my appearance known. I am going to head back to Butch and Ari. Okay. And tell them what I saw and what I believe is going on here. And I don't know how to approach them. There's there's two 
pretty mean looking guards just around the bend. Now he's can remain invisible and and, and talk to us, yeah? Yes. Ah, yes, because I didn't use message, so I'm still invisible as long as Ari keeps concentration. Okay, so based on what you've seen, and we're doing the, you know, stage whispering now, um, I would like to try to make contact with these trolls, but what is the best way to do so? I, I have no idea how to deal with these trolls to kind of second. Well, we need to, uh, li- listen, I, from what Falk is telling us, I, I bet these, these guys are friendly and, um, I bet they'd like us if they knew who we were, but if we just roll up to them, we're going to be in a fight. So how do we communicate, you know, without... I, I want to be, you know, arms open. I mean, I this I don't know. I am stumped, because you're right. If we walk up to them, I mean, we can probably not good. We can do this the magic way, which would be... Falk is not invisible, but using message to one of them, saying, hey, That's going to go friend. over well. Yeah, I don't think that goes over well at all. And we can do this, or one of us, you know what? I could put my arms down, my arm, my armaments down, and walk up to him with my hands up. Do you think I mean, they'd speak common? Well, uh, yeah, actually, well, if I could hear them, they were obviously speaking common. They were. So, um, I mean, yeah, they, they speak common. So I think if, Butch, if you go ahead first, you, your outline, your shape your form looks nothing it's like a not troll a troll i mean i'd like to do that okay uh i'm thinking it's dark and stuff um is it like a curve or anything like i want to like i don't want to i'm gonna scare them whatever i do okay but what i do is i put down priest slayer okay i put down my javelins right I, um, <laughs> I'm just looking at everything. I put down, I do have a crossbow. I put that down. Okay. Oh, you're just walking in there unarmed? Because I was thinking you need to at least have something to like hold out. Like, no, I, I have weapons putting weapons down or just nothing. No, I, I want to come up with no weapons. Mind you, I'm wearing, you know what? I'm even going to take off my a pirate jacket that I'm still wearing and my pirate hat that I'm still wearing. Now I still have the helm that's the skull cap of whatever, you know, I still have a little magic skull cap on, but I'm just going to take take off anything that looks like I've got stuff. I mean, there, I'll, you know, I got my hand axe strapped to my boots. I'll uh, put those down too. I am, you know, as far as I got armor on, <laughs> you know, I've got like a breastplate on, but um, they can. I just want them to be able to see me, see the whole me. Sure, sure. And can can you answer the question about the about uh, is is it like a curve to get over there? Yeah. So, Falcus could describe to you that the pathway, the area that you're standing in, is not quite as wide as the as the waterfall, but it's a decent sized. Um, it narrows pretty substantially as it goes in, and then it it curves to the left, 
Actually, let me double check the map again. I'm pretty sure it curves to the left. Yes, um, it curves to the left and just beyond where it curves is a wider alcove where is, is where everyone is set up. Okay, so um, I, I do all this stuff and I look at Ari and, and say, if something goes down, I need you to bring Priest Slayer. I'm just going to start, like, kind of gathering his stuff in a pile to carry. Well, like, you don't need to bring, like, all my weapons. Just bring, <laughs> you know, um, all my gear, my hat, and all that. But if something goes down, bring bring a Priest Slayer. Um, I won't need any of the other stuff if I'm not coming out. Out of the frying pan and potentially into the fire, we leave our heroes as they gamble their lives on the hope that the trolls that they've discovered will be their allies. Is the troll Omi among these people who is hiding behind the waterfall, or have our heroes stumbled into a TPK? We'll have to wait until next week to find out when it's time to queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroicdnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.